Hello and welcome to Pro Construction Guide series of ProCasts. This episode, we're going to provide you with some information about how you can grow your revenues by repairing and remodeling houses that are for sale. I'm John Gordon. And I'm David Dovel. Thanks for joining us. Pro Construction Guide magazine regularly brings you a new ProCast built exclusively for you, the professional contractor. It's the only podcast for pros hosted by pros and with successful contractors as guests. You can listen to any ProCast at ProConstructionGuide.com or iTunes. And look, before we get started, I want to talk about the great rigid lithium-ion Gen 5X combo kit drawing for our listeners. And you can enter to win um, this awesome toolkit. It's a great kit full of new tools, and it's worth more than $500. You can find all the details, and you can sign up at the homepage of ProConstructionGuide.com. When you register for the drawing, you automatically become a subscriber to the Pro Construction Guide newsletter. So you get two benefits in one, access to the cool tool and the newsletter. With this terrific newsletter, David, you can kind of validate this. There's a ton of great information. Yes? Absolutely. Uh, Love the newsletter. Love the magazine. I mean, it's just good stuff. And it's all free. I mean, (laughs) what, what what more do you want, right? You gotta like that. Hey, if you've already, if you're already a subscriber to the Pro Construction Guide or the Construguia uh, newsletter, you are automatically eligible to win the rigid kit. So there's no need to re-register. Awesome. So let's get on with the show. In this episode, we're going to talk with Greg Hanner, and he's a custom home builder and a real estate broker uh, associate. And he he's going to talk about what pros need to know and think about when it comes to remodeling homes, but specifically homes that are for sale. Welcome to the Pro Construction Guide series of ProCasks, Greg. Can you give us like the 30-second bio on Greg Hanner? You got it. Thanks for having me, John and David. Um, well, I, I, I'm a... Uh, Custom home builder, uh, been in the industry for 30 years now. I started as a job superintendent, and now I'm a project manager for an award-winning contractor in eastern Connecticut, uh, Brom Builders. Uh, their website's brombuilders.com. But I'm also a uh, licensed real estate broker, so that gives me a little bit of a different perspective. And this is my 28th year uh, with Garden Realty, and we're at gardenrealty.com. Awesome. So, Greg, I work with folks who do what you do a lot. There's a ton of things, but I know that there's some main topics that you want to be talking about today. What, what, what's the quick summary of the things that you want us to focus on today? Well, well really, I, I, I want to talk about how contractors uh, really should try to partner and work with uh, realtors. Okay. And uh, let's ID the type of projects that they should be um, uh, targeting, um, you know, in helping the uh, realtors for the home sale. Mm-hmm. And the whole concept of how smaller projects can lead to bigger ones. Awesome. All right. That makes good sense. So let's let's take the first thing that pros should know, is, and that is working with real estate agents. Can you, can you kind of hit some points on that for us? Well, you know, it's interesting in the sense that um, not all realtors uh, and agents are the same. And it's it, in my local area in eastern Connecticut, about 15% of the agents do 85% of the sales. So when you're, you know, thinking about this concept and trying to market to the agents, you need to know uh, who you're networking with and trying to get to the top producers. Um you know, networking with the agents can definitely increase a remodeler's sales uh, as long as they feed the funnel. And 
as long as you really put your thinking cap on and, and do it in a problem-solving manner. Um, and, and my whole thought here is that, that becoming a, a realtor board affiliate member can really in- increase the remodeler sales. Um, for example, in my eastern Connecticut area, we mm-hmm. have a, a board called ECAR, E-C-A-R, and that's my local real estate association. And that gives the remodelers and contractors access to 900 realtors. And those 900 realtors last year in 2015, just to put this in perspective, they did 3,802 single-family home sales, 456 condo sales, and 287 multifamily sales just last year. Wow. So, you know, you take that quantity, and when you think about having the, the, the access to the agents that are doing that business, there's the lead you want to work. Absolutely. All right. So, 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 Greg, for a contractor, what types of jobs should he be doing on homes for sale or projects? What's 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 going to be top of the list there? Well, you know, my my top of mind is really, you know, speaking to the whole idea of of, of you know serving the person that you're you're um, um, trying to get to, and that's the buyer or the seller. And prioritizing, you do that really by prioritizing health and safety concerns over cosmetic updates. Um, you know, and you've got to be looking at, at getting base hits with the real estate agents by taking on these small jobs, which have to be solved. They have to be done by somebody in order for these deals to close. Sure. Um, you know, a good example might be roof work, uh, fixing missing handrails, uh, cracked windows. You'll never get through an FHA inspection with a roof that's got less than two years of life expectancy or missing handrails or cracked windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, repainting, uh, fixing hot water heaters, uh, replacing siding, um, those types of repairs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and the other thing, John and David, I, I, I got to emphasize is, you know, it's not something where on a house sale, um, that you should be pushing for the expensive uh, kitchen remodel, um, you know, if the agent's working with the seller. Really, why not? It's basically because you lose credibility. You know, the whole, uh, the, you know, the huge project being done for a seller who's not going to be in the house in three months after they sell the home is really self-serving. It's not helping the owner exit the property, you know, with maximum cash in their, in their uh, pockets. Right. No, I get that, and I also believe because you don't know what the next person wants, so right. you're spending an awful lot of money, and you're not sure that they're even going to like it. So. Exactly. So, um, so here's a quick question. So, if you're working with the realtor and you do this simple project, well, I'm probably going to steal some thunder for later. So let me let me go on because I think I know where you're going with this. It makes really good sense. Um, thinking about the big home improvement, you're you're kind of steering people away from that. For the sale side, right? You talked about yeah. it seeming self-serving, but there's, I guess I was kind of headed down the path prematurely. There's probably some other reasons not to focus on the big home improvements, right? Well, you know, the, the, the big home improvement, okay, that grand, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars kitchen model, it's great for the contractor for that, that instant sale, and it gives the listing agent a buzzword. For the listing, hey, granite or quartz countertops. But, you know, the interesting thing is it doesn't necessarily increase the value Mm -hmm. for the seller more than what the seller spends on the project. 
in fact, it's going to be probably a net loser for the seller when mm-hmm. they go and and get pennies on the dollar spent. Right. Um, you know, if you just Google search cost versus value, um, uh, NAR, National Association of Realtor, uh, um, has articles on it. Uh, but this, this resource online gives you the top 30 projects that a homeowner might want to do and the average ROI, return on investment, that uh, – um, you might be able to receive. And that report's broken down regionally, which is awesome because you can get a real good view. I mean, my local market in Connecticut's totally different than out west and midwest and southern. So, you know, that resource can show you that you're you're really only going to get pennies on the dollar. And and you know, making improvements can clearly help reduce the days on market um, uh, and help compete against other houses on the market. But these big improvements may not be cost effective. Um, and, and it's pretty interesting when you look at, at that report, the only remodeling job that breaks in the top 10 in terms of payback is a minor, keyword minor kitchen remodel on a national average of $19,226. Um, and, and it pays back not more than 100%. It's only 79% payback. Yeah. So, you know, buyers might, what you just said, the buyers might not like the, the, the granite kitchen. There's a hundred granites. What, how, you, how are you going to pick the right color? Sure. Um, you know, so you have to, you know, you have to be careful. And, and the buyer might not buy the house just because of a selection. Um, I, I, I think, I'm thinking of one right in particular. It, it had, you know, vibrant blue tile um, that was, was laid in the kitchen. So, did they, you know, it was expensive tile. The the seller was proud of it, loved it. Sure. Um, well, it is the know. number one color, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, awesome. and the, the big thing is that sales to sellers really lead to sales to the buyers. That's and, huge. And, you know, it is huge. And, and that's where the big opportunities for the remodeling contractor come from. So getting your foot in the door on the sales side and having your contact information left in the home that just is getting sold, that's the seed that, that you know, can, can pop. You know, and if you make an arrangement with the seller that, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this really quick for you, get this done so your sale can move forward and you can go to Florida or wherever you want to go. Um, but please do me a favor. Leave my card and contact information in the house for this for the buyer. Sure, yeah. that that that's the way to do it. Yeah. And, well, and there's multiple ways to attack that too. I would think by you know you could set that up uh, by saying you know in case they have any other problems, make sure that uh, you know they call us. You know if they have any problem with our work, here's my card. So exactly. yeah, great great exactly. thinking. Love the cost of value report too, John and I. Uh, use it often on air, and uh, I suggest every contractor out there in the business you should get a, a copy of that and and keep it handy. It's good good to show your customers as well. Um, hey, Greg, how 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 can you make yourself known to realtors and sellers in the first place? Well, you know, networking with the real estate agents um, um, I think is best done um, through joining a local board uh, as an affiliate member and. It's interesting when I looked at my local e-car board. There's only one remodeling contractor, one, hmm. and 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 he's really a custom home builder, but he does do additions. So I'm looking at the opportunities out there that are there's there's so many contractors that aren't even thinking of this concept. Um, and you know what the cost is? 
John and Dave, it's no. peanuts. How's $195 a year? Oh, wow. 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 That's, I, not, that's peanuts. I'm going to join and, right uh, now. <laughs> well, you, you know, what's great about it is it does get you into an affiliate directory here at our board. I don't know yeah. all the boards across the country, but what's great is you have the opportunity to network and attend realtor events. You can you, you can sponsor real estate uh, uh, events when there's uh, board meetings or workshops, have a table there and get yourself out there. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, now the, the other the other thing is. You can also don't lose sight of the the local lumber yards and the big box pro desks. You know they give out contact information all the time to consumers that are looking for help, and and you know you're not going to be at the top of the list if you're not current with payments and if you're not insured. You know if you're think about this, if you're working a pro desk and and take your tool belt off, you're that person behind the desk, and a homeowner says, "Hey, I'm looking for a deck builder." Who do you who do you have? Uh, who would you recommend? Do you really think that the pro desk staff is going to hand out the contractor that's a late payer? <sighs> I, I, I don't think so. So be prompt with your payments. Get to know your pro desk people. Um, you can even extend the idea to becoming a local uh, 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 builders association uh, affiliate. And I think that is definitely key because circling back to my background as a custom home builder. We turn down jobs on a weekly basis, multiple times a week. We get calls, hey, do you do a kitchen remodel? Do you do remodel additions? We, as a company, don't do that. So I typically will refer back to the local association um, for the uh, Builders Association, and, and the GC then is passing on that remodeling project you know, back to the association. At least that's what we do. So that's an easy resource for leads. Okay. All right. Um, so, look, you've talked about networking, um, just good common sense, actually thinking about the project and scaling the project from the perspective of the customer. That always is a win. What other advice do you have for pros who are going to re be remodeling homes that are for sale? Um, I, I, I think you really have to focus on and, and put your frame of mind in you know, making sure that you're providing value to the customer. And, and if you do that, you, you're going to be on a, on a really good winning path. Um, you know, over-improving the home to sell is, is you know, not going to provide, it, you know, any uh, value to the seller in excess of that improvement cost, as we spoke of, that, that cost versus value report. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and some people... You know, they, they just watch too much HGTV, not to <laughs> rap on them. But, you know, the thing yeah. is, is, you know, you get these buyers that are kind of come in and they think they're going to flip a house in 90 days. Uh, um, do you, you know, you got to think twice if you if you want to get involved with that or if you're doing it, you better be working with the flipper that is, you know, that you know real well. Um, but judge your customers carefully. You know, you don't want to work with someone that doesn't have equity or cash. You know, and that often means that you're really not targeting the first-time home buyer, um, you know, who purchases with little or no money because they really don't have equity to fund the improvements. But the seller that is selling that first-time home buyer that needs the repairs to get through inspections so the mortgage can close for the buyer, that's that person that that's that foot in the, that's the foot in the door um, that you, that you really want to work and you want to leverage um, and, and and you know. 
do the work that's needed to get that house through inspection. And, and that buyer will eventually circle back to you probably if you've already made contact uh, with them. Plus, if they've got a, if you if you got a relationship with the realtor, uh, the realtor speaks to the to the buyer also, right? And can say, "Hey, I've worked with this person on multiple homes, and you'd be in good hands if you did something." So that's great. Oh, so, no doubt, no doubt. So, as always, when when we have guests, we get a ton of information, uh, a ton of really good information. And as always, I like to ask it the, as we wrap this up to try to summarize into three key points, if you could, Greg, what are the three things that you want the listeners to this procast to take away from what we've talked about? Well, number one, network with realtors by getting their referrals for their buyers and seller clients. Number two, sales to sellers lead to sales to buyers. You know, the, the, the buyers are going to have the bigger budgets uh, with homes that they purchased with conventional financing and cash. So, you know, if, if, if you've got that networking already started with those agents, step one, and, and you, you know, deal with the, um, you know, sales to sellers, you've got your foot in the door to the large projects with those buyers. And three and final point is don't over improve a home, you know, safety issues, have to be taken care of first over cosmetic tune-ups. Um, that that would be it. Great. Three great points. Awesome information. Greg, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this, and especially for being willing to share these kinds of insights with other pros who are trying to be more and more successful. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, if you want to get more information about Greg's work and his company, you can visit Greg's website at gardenrealty.com. That's gardenrealty.com. Greg, thanks so much for uh, for your time this morning. Thanks for having me. Glad to do it. All right, time for us to dive into the spare parts box, where we go into the spare parts box and grab something that we think is good. Sometimes we talk about concepts. Sometimes we talk about tools. This morning we're going to talk uh, about the deck tension tie, the DTT. I'm going to get the numbers wrong. I think it's DTT2 or something like that. But it's Simpson Strong Ties Deck Tension Tie. It is an awesome solution for a number of things, but two, tying in your deck to your ledger, especially where code is is tough, or creating a situation where the handrails, uh, particularly posts for handrails on deck, uh, are difficult to fasten. Check it out. It's the DTT2, I believe. It's the deck tension tie from Simpson Strong Tie. You look at that, and you're going to discover, yeah, I'll use it for the ledger board. Yeah, I'll use it for my uh, handrails. And I got about 55 other really cool applications for it. So check it out. All right. If you like what you heard today, check us. Well, don't check us out. You're listening. But tell others about us on iTunes and um, tell them about the ProCasts uh, that you listen to. And tell them about ProConstructionGuide.com. That's ProConstructionGuide.com. Great source. Absolutely. Hey, if you haven't gotten your copy of the latest Pro Construction Guide magazine, visit the Home Depot closest to you. They'll have copies at the Pro Desk, or you can go to ProConstructionGuide.com to read the digital issue. If you've got any feedback for us, give us a call, 866-647-2346. Leave a message. We really do want to hear your thoughts. We'll see you on our next episode of Pro Construction Guide magazine's ProCast Podcasts. We're hoping that you're going to make us a valuable tool in your toolbox.